bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchising industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats Podcast. Happy Monday! So glad you're tuning in. If we met before, welcome back. If not, I'm your co-host, Trisha. I'm Kristen. And I'm Andrew. And in today's episode, we met up with Nicole Hyatt. She's the CEO and co-founder of Tan on the Run, a mobile tanning salon that delivers unrivaled service, providing the convenience of their client's home, office, hotel, set, or venue of choice. Tan on the Run has a big celebrity following. They've done tans for Lady Gaga, Kate Beckinsale, Wayne Gretzky, the cast of The Bachelor, and so many more. Uh, Since launching the business in 2007, Tan on the Run has 40 units across Canada, plus nine abroad. In today's episode, we joined Nicole at her house in Toronto and discussed a variety of topics about being a female entrepreneur. Some of these topics include the challenges she faced early on, her experience on Dragon's Den, what advice she has for women who want to become franchisees, and a whole lot more. And before we share the episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with everyone you know. That's not stopping for me. Let's dive right in. Hi, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So uh, can you tell us about Tan on the Run? Yeah, so um, it's a mobile spray tanning business. Mm-hmm. I started about 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and we basically just go to the customer's home, office, hotel, or set and give them a spray tan, and we're in and out in about 20 minutes. Cool. And where did the idea come from? Um, actually, from uh, I, I had my son, he was six months old at the time, mm-hmm. and I was trying to go to tanning beds and bring a six-month-old with me, mm-hmm. uh, which I found was quite difficult. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be a great idea to have this in my home so I didn't have to go anywhere, so that's kind of how the idea started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with a lack of finances at that time, um, mobile was my option over renting a salon. Got it. And so... You did you do your research after that? Like, how did you kind of get the business up and running? I actually took a, a government program um, okay. through youth empro- uh, youth employment, oh, okay. um, and they help you kind of guide you through starting your business for the first six to ten months, um, helping you write a business plan, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of go from there, and and so that's how it actually started. Nice. And so where does uh, Dragon's Den come into this whole thing? Because I know you went on... Yeah, I understand that you appeared on Dragon's Den and that you were... You did get an offer that you accepted, but later, you know, you had a change of heart and you decided to go your own way. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so the first time was 2009. Um, I presented my idea and actually they were quite harsh on me. (laughs) I know. Um, So I left, you know, know, kind of a little bit disappointed about the situation. But at that time, spray tanning and especially mobile spray tanning Mm -hmm. wasn't a thing. So I don't think they really understood my concept, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, So they called me back for a second chance show. And I went on that in 2013 where Jim offered me a deal. Uh, I took it on air because you're kind of on the spot where it's like, uh, okay, do you want the deal or not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I took it and then I had a little bit of time to think about it. I had been in business for almost eight years at that point um, mm. and I felt it was something I could kind of just carry on and, and keep okay. doing on my own. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of sleepless nights over it wondering yeah. if that was a good choice or not. But I <laughs> yeah. think ultimately it's, it, it's doing it was thing. <laughs> Was that decision driven by a confidence in your, in your concept and the franchise system or... Yeah, to some degree, and I felt to give away 50% of my business after I've worked at it for eight years Mm -hmm. didn't really make sense. 
um, and then the amount of money that they were offering as well didn't seem like it made made total sense mm -hmm. but you don't want to say no at the time and totally lose the opportunity because you <laughs> yeah. don't have time to think about it on the spot yeah. so yeah um yeah so a lot of sleepless nights but yeah. decided this way was the best turned out right in the end so. yeah exactly <laughs> so when did you decide to franchise the business was that during like during the eight years or was that after the that was um, approximately 2007-2008, I okay. believe. Okay. Um, and I had a lot of people inquiring about training um, and how could they get into it yeah. and stuff. So that's kind of what made me want to franchise because I had a lot of women that didn't really know a lot about business. The same with myself when I started mm. and wanted to start spray tanning but really didn't know anything about business. So I thought the franchise model could really, um, you know, form a network of women and, and help each other and kind of yeah. grow their businesses together and go through different problems and you know what works what doesn't work mm -hmm. over the years and yeah so I felt it really it was a good fit in that sense yeah. and uh what was your first year in business like you know with all these before the you had all these franchisees and stuff like that how was it your very first year can you describe that um it was a lot of trial and error <laughs> so <laughs> i messed up a few people's tens um oh, man. <laughs> the whole thing the whole mobile concept wasn't really a thing like yeah. now it's everybody does everything mobile but back then it was a little bit challenging because we didn't have um maps on our phones we didn't have pictures on our phone, so if, if there was a mistake made, I would literally have to drive back to the person's oh house. Oh my god. So, uh, so now with yeah. technology, things are a lot easier. So a lot of issues like that kind of arose. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you kind of work through things and, and see what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. You feel like giving up a few times throughout the, the way, but um, if you just make that not an option, then mm -hmm. keep going. And, yeah. And it works itself out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We recently featured Tan on the Run in Franchise Canada magazine. We were talking about um, franchise systems that are almost 100% female. Um, mm. Can you tell us a bit, a bit about that in terms of how your system empowers other female entrepreneurs to pursue their, their business goals? Yeah, so it's it's a type of business where there is some flexibility with it. So when I started, I kind of set my times where I'm open and stuff would work for me so I had a, a young child in school so I couldn't start before um, 10 a.m. so I made I kind of structured it around what worked for myself um, it also gave me a little bit leeway on weekends and stuff like that um, to have that extra time with my son so that's one thing that's really attractive to other women is they've one they've seen that I've done it they've seen that all these other women have done it so they know it's definitely possible um, it's not as de it's I'm not I don't want to say it's not demanding because it is demanding because it's your own business yeah. um, but it, it is a lot more flexibility than if you had a storefront that you had to be there every day at this time and open the door so the mobile aspect of it really um, you know opens that yeah. uh, opportunity for the flexibility mm -hmm. um, as well over the first couple years sometimes I had to throw my son in the car and take him with me oh <laughs> so <laughs> I don't yeah. you know you don't want to do that all the time yeah. but there is that there too like in the beauty industry you're dealing with women as well too so yeah. they're understanding if you if your child is with you yeah. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> to you is that one of the benefits of the franchise model as a whole the flexibility in terms of being able to be your bo your own boss, but also having the backing of, you know, a strong brand. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really helped over time. And Dragon's Den was something that really helped get my name all across Canada, which was nice. Um, but I find 
you know, it's it's much better when things are recognized. So we do a lot of celebrities and stuff like that now too. So um, a lot of different people just within the Toronto area that are filming TV shows, um, you know, ET Canada, those kind of things. So the product is now recognized on people. Um, being orange is a big thing in the spray tanning industry. Mm-hmm. People are kind of nervous about that. So when they see um, the product's been on reputable people, then it, it helps with that. Do you have any names you can drop yeah. in terms of <laughs> um, celebrities? I've done, I've done Lady Gaga a few times. That's so cool. Um, Fergie, New Kids on the Block. Um, lots of lots of TV shows here. Being Erica, I did kind of the whole season. Cool. Uh, four season, I think that was. Um, Kate Beckinsale for Total Recall. Uh, Quite a few. That's all. <laughs> yeah, quite a few. I think we expected like one celebrity or something. Oh, okay, like yeah. Some, I have like, a whole wall downstairs that you guys will see of the, the different people <laughs> cool. as well too. Really cool. Yeah, you never know whose house you're gonna end up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, what qualities do you think are important for franchisees, or even qualities that you had to kind of draw upon when you, as a franchisor? Um, so it's definitely not business knowledge which sounds mm-hmm. kind of backwards so yeah. most people that get into it have no business knowledge so it's really it's the drive where you can honestly sometimes tell that from a first phone call mm. like you can't always from one phone call yeah, but a yeah. lot of times you can tell the person's you know they're hungry for it or they really want to do it, they really want to make it work mm. um so that's one thing i look for right away um, I like to explain pe- to people right from the beginning that it's not easy. So don't think just because you're owning your own business and also because it's a franchise that it's just going to be as simple as now you're a franchisee and everything's going to fall in your lap because yeah. that's not how it is. Um, although you have a name behind it and a brand behind it, you still have to work it. You have to get up every day and put the same type of effort as if it was just a business you were starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. What kind of one once uh, someone makes the decision to invest in your system? What kind of support do you provide to get them going? Um, we do all the training. Uh, we have franchisee forums that all the girls kind of communicate on. Um, if there's any questions, they can throw a question on there, and they'll get an answer from probably ten different people within an hour, uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I've always made myself very hands-on, um, so people call it kind of all hours and I I answer if it's an emergency or whatnot, a tanning emergency, I make sure that I, that I answer and tend to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was one kind of thing that deterred me a little bit with the Dragon's Den investment as well is that they wanted to make it kind of more corporate where, okay, if that makes sense, like it's not, there's no like personal touch or something like that. Okay. And I feel like keeping that personal touch to it is very important with a business like this because it's Mm -hmm. service as well too. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Staying hands-on is really important with it. Mm-hmm. And so what does a typical day look like for you? I'm just curious. Um, for myself or for franchisee? Yeah, we can have both. Oh, yeah, both. sure. Yeah, no, that's a um, good Yeah. So for myself, I'm kind of wearing a, a million hats right now. I do okay. a lot of the stuff myself still, which I've kind of done from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to kind of know everything that's going on and have input on everything every step of the way. Um, so I not only run the franchise part of it, I actually do the Toronto franchise as well too. So, 
Um, I kind of have to split my time between running the franchise system and running the Toronto franchise, um, which has gotten quite busy over the years. We can do anywhere up to 50, 60 tens in a day. Wow. Mobile, so yeah. it's, it's, it gets pretty extreme. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. And so for franchisees, how does that... Yeah, so they're still dealing with, a lot of them are dealing with all, all the day-to-day stuff yeah. themselves. Um, a lot of them start having either another job that they're... Like, I had a police officer um, who was a police officer when she started, started the franchise part-time and then ended up quitting policing and, and continuing um, the, the spray tanning. Uh, so there's a wide variety of different um, places that it comes from. So I've had waitresses, I've had uh, lots of different things. So they're, they're doing the day-to-day stuff themselves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. booking their appointments. Um, we help out with some type of, some marketing um, mm-hmm. on a national level, but they have to do their local stuff okay. themselves. So I provide them like a marketing calendar and kind of give them stuff that they can do every single day mm-hmm. and cost effective as well too. Cause I know when you're starting your business, um, most businesses don't have thousands of dollars to pay for print or pay for that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. kind of whatever, whatever is cost effective, I try to help them push them in that direction. Mm-hmm. For, um, for that particular franchisee, for example, what do you think drives someone to go through such a career shift from law enforcement to business ownership? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think it was it is about the franchise model that drew them to make that, you know, life altering decision? Well, you know what, with this particular business, I can't speak for a lot of them, but with this one particularly, every time you're seeing a client, it's for a happy reason. So they're either getting married or they're going on vacation or they're doing something fun or you very not often would you go tan someone that's going to a funeral or something, Mm -hmm. right? So um, it's interesting having that one-on-one with your clients and meeting people every day, um, interacting. You meet people that you would never meet or connect with normally, so it, it... it's a whole different feeling. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's the kind of the best way to explain it. Um, and from that particular franchisee, it was stressful being in law enforcement. So it wasn't um, wasn't her passion, really. So she thought it was, but then when she was actually into it, it's a whole different stress, right? So she wanted to be a little bit more free, I guess. <laughs> Did she stumble upon? Do you know how she came across your franchise? She, I think, saw it on Dragon's Den. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and so what are the greatest lessons you learned from, you've, you've learned from running this business? Um, you definitely can't tell, there's no way to predict how each franchisee is going to be in the Mm. business. Um, so some people can be super motivated on day one and, um, you know, a year down the line that drive kind of goes down a little bit. So that's the one thing I find a little bit challenging is predicting how that's going to go or knowing for sure that it's a right fit. Uh, is there a way to overcome that? Uh, not really. Not I'm really. still working yeah. on it, to be honest. <laughs> I was like thinking about that. As it's really hard. It's, yeah. it's kind of the same yeah. with employees almost, right? Yeah. Like as much as you interview someone or yeah. you stress the importance of certain things and stuff, yeah. you still, it's a little bit of trial and error. Someone yeah. could try it, love it, or someone could try it and, mm-hmm. and hate it and realize that it's not for them. So it's really hard um, as a franchisor to differentiate that right from the beginning. Mm. What's something that you think that you wish someone told you before you kind of got into this business as well? Is there anything that, um, probably that it was like 24 hours a day. Okay. <laughs> so you originally started yeah. thinking, um, you're going to have more time on your hands yeah. 
and mm. it, it does turn into, you know, it's it's all hours, mm. especially if you're one to not say no. So I'm not one that will yeah. close my doors. I like to kind of always be available, which can be a little bit of a, a negative at the end of the day, too, if you mm. don't set boundaries. But the how much you have to put into it is, is deceiving from the start sometimes. Mm. Um, I had one franchising expert recently tell me that franchises aren't, per- they're not purchased, they're awarded. So... What do you look for in a potential franchisee for Tan on the Run? Um, mostly that I can see the go-getter in them, to be mm-hmm. honest. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot what I looked for because, you know, anyone can write anything on paper and make themselves sound good, um, but it's really right away a personality thing is huge as well, too, being that this is a service-driven industry. So most of the franchisees are working their franchise when they start. So it's not like a restaurant where you buy a restaurant and then you hire a bunch of staff. It's like you have to be the face of that right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, um, and particularly with my business is you're in people's homes, they're naked. <laughs> um, so there's a level of comfort that has to be there. So mm-hmm. it's, so it's, I think it's a little bit different than what other franchises would look for. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're picking someone, so it's it's personality and just the way the person is is a, is a huge thing right from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people have unrealistic expectations right from the beginning too. That uh, it's nice when they voice those from the beginning that you can kind of <laughs> explain what they're getting to that it's yeah. not just uh, you know cut and dry. So yeah. lots of work has to go into it. <laughs> um, and what's next for you and your business? Um, I would like to expand more into the States. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trademarked there and stuff and have been slowly working on making that a reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit different, different laws than Canada and different, uh, kind of a whole nother beast. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around all that. So that's hopefully in the near future what, what will happen. I have a few people internationally okay. um, that do well actually in surprising places. I've got someone in Namibia that uh, does really well there. Um, I have a few spas set up in Egypt where they're not as a franchise. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really Um, So kind of in places that you would never think that tanning would be a thing. Yeah. Has been. So it would be nice to touch on different markets Mm -hmm. abroad as well, too. Mm -hmm. How does the U.S. market differ from the Canadian in terms of tanning? Uh, there's a lot more competition there. Mm -hmm. So when I started, there wasn't really any competition. Um, now there is a lot more competition there. The plus side of it is there's a lot more people there. Um, but each state has different, uh, very different and very strict franchise laws. Mm -hmm. So it's almost, I feel like you have to kind of, you can't go in and do the States Mm -hmm. as a blanket. You almost have to pick a state or two or three that you want to start with and kind of focus on those maybe grow it from there and then expand to other states. If, if not, I can't, to be honest, I think unless you're McDonald's or something massive, it would be really hard to penetrate the entire market there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. And if you had one piece of advice to anyone looking to become a franchisee, I mean, I guess women, because we're doing the women in franchising mm-hmm. feature as well, what would it be? Um, to do your research, mm-hmm. make sure it's something you really want to do because it is a commitment on um, it's a commitment on the franchisee side mm-hmm. and it's a commitment on the franchisor side to put the time and the effort and to 
um, you know, building that person and making them into a good entrepreneur. So make sure it's something that you really want to do. Don't, don't jump the gun on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just do your research and, and, and make sure you're, you're ready to stay focused and dive full into it. Perfect. Um, can I, would you like to do some franchise fun questions? Sure. <laughs> we, we like to wrap things up yeah. with some lighthearted <laughs> questions just to get to know you better. Um, yeah. what's the most interesting thing you've done recently? Recently? Um, I think the most interesting thing I've done is doing my training abroad. So it kind of opens a whole new, it's totally different. So I went to Namibia actually to do the, the training and we set up a week of actually doing mobile tans um, there, which is totally different than mobile tans here. Like there's gated communities you got to get through and there's language barriers. Like when I was in Egypt, I was, um, the people I was training only spoke Arabic and the people that were getting tanned only spoke Russian. <laughs> and I only speak English. Wow. So, um, so, but it was fun though, right? Yeah. So it's a totally different challenge than, than doing things here. So I really, I, I find those situations really fun. What's the most important thing in life to you? Um, family time is good. It's important to have that, that balance, mm-hmm. I think. So I, I love to travel. Um, hopefully one day I can do more traveling than working. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most enjoyable thing for you to do when you're not franchising? Oh, uh, you know what? It's, it's funny. My I Some people like you know playing the piano. This I like business, so... It's weird. My husband even kind of looks at me and he's like, what are you doing? At two in the morning, I'm getting up and jotting down ideas and stuff. But that actually is what um, interests me, whether it's specifically tanning or not. I, I like brainstorming with, mm-hmm. with business. So I feel like I probably at some time in life will do something else as well, too. What is the hardest thing for you? Hardest thing? Um, being accommodating for everybody, I guess. Trying to make everybody happy mm-hmm. is difficult. And if you can meet anyone, living or otherwise, who would that be? Um, I'd like to tan the Kardashians, so they're on my <laughs> list. I've, I've done some of their friends, but I haven't done them yet, so they were, they're on my list because they're so big in the tanning yeah. world, right? It's pretty cool. So. And who has had the most positive influence on you as a business person? Um, hmm, that's a hard one. I guess probably what keeps me going is the franchisees so i think mm-hmm. it's kind of not maybe one particular person but um, the franchisees kind of keep me going um, my father's an entrepreneur and my grandma was an entrepreneur so i grew up a little bit seeing you know business and what it takes to run run a business and stuff so i think uh, that's kind of been a, a big influence on me for sure and how would you and my last question how would you describe canadian franchising specifically it's probably more friendly and more inclusive, I would say, than some, like without knowing with the States, but I feel like the States, because it's so massive and so impersonal in some situations, mm-hmm. I find here a lot of people support each other in business. So even though I'm in Toronto, you know, I have people that know me in Vancouver or that from different, you know, just even watching TV or just hearing through the grapevine or being within, um, you know, TV production and stuff like that. So I feel like people... Um, know each other all the way across mm. Canada, which is nice. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Nicole. That was awesome. We learned so much from you, and I think our, our listeners did too. Um, we really appreciate having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Franchise Canada Chats podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. For more, head to FranchiseCanada.online.